Good day and welcome to Practice Blueprint, the podcast. Each episode of Practice Blueprint captures our success and shares it with other practitioners. Our success is based on already making big mistakes so you don't have to. See, over the years, we have been fortunate to capture a proven, sustainable, and successful program which will eliminate fear, frustration, and stress while it advances your competency and your confidence so that you can develop a sustainable, profitable, natural health business. This system is built by practitioners for practitioners. It is not theory. It has been proven with over 30,000 clinical hours of hands-on experience to support it. In each episode, we will address real clinical challenges with proven, accessible solutions any practitioner can benefit from. This, in turn, will position you to develop that natural health business you've always dreamed of. So thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining our monthly protocol Q&A. This is kind of a chance, if you guys are new to this, this is a chance for you to, um, as a practitioner, to submit questions and or challenging case studies. Um, And thank you, April, who has an office out in Rollins, um, just expanded her office, actually, which is super exciting. Congratulations on that. Um, April submitted um, a case for us to kind of go through. So April, we may ask you to kind of chime in if there's something you want to add in or a specific question you have. Dan may have some questions for you. Um, And so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and dive in. But if you're new, um, just know that we do this every single month. You are always welcome to submit questions or challenging cases you're working on with clients. And um, we kind of pick Dan's brain and get his his opinion kind of from his clinical experience here at Country Doctor. Uh, So jumping into April's case, um, April, you are like so thorough with your information. Mm -hmm. So we want to start off by just thanking you for that because you are like you give us the case history, you give us kind of what you've done, how long you've been working with them, where they were at on their last visit, what supplements they're on. I mean, you are like so thorough and we really super appreciate that. Um, it helps us be able to dive a little deeper yeah. with you. Um, so you, April has a seven-year-old client who has extensive breathing issues um, and very uncomfortable skin issues. Now, outside of these, um, it sounds like you have been very successful with several other health issues over the last year with this client. Uh, so that is really, really good to hear. It sounds like you've made a lot of really great progress with this client. We just kind of have these two things that are still kind of mm-hmm. a struggle or a challenge. Um, and it sounds like the skin issues are primarily going to be on the head. Um, you've addressed food sensitivities, although possibly still a concern. Um, the, let's see. And the client's been very patient, so we always appreciate that. Appreciate that, and obviously, we know yeah. education plays a huge role in that as well. That they don't come in and expect to be better um, within a week. It's one to three years. Mm-hmm. Um, she has done a yeast detox on and off for the last year, mostly on, and she hasn't tested for needing that for about three months. And she's no longer testing for bioflora. Um, she has been doing phase one the majority of the time. One question we had for you, it sounded like your last food log you collected from her was in February 
Um, obviously, I don't know if COVID contributed to her being able to come in and stay up with her visits. Plus, I know you were moving offices with your expansion. Um, so I think one of the questions you had, is she still on food logs? And is she still primarily phase one um, compliant? So that was a question we had if you want to chime in. She is not on food logs right now. Okay. But I can back on them. Um, she does, we do talk about her foods at every visit if she had any um, of vomiting issues. Okay. Which is another piece in here that she, um, that she will occasionally vomit, um, kind of randomly foods back up, but it's happening, it sounds like, a lot less than it was in the past. Um, in the beginning, you constantly had to check her for blocking and switching or deeper blocking and switching. Um, so good thing you were doing that because otherwise it probably would have been challenging to get progress yep. with her if she was blocked on a very deep level. Um, her last HRV was good, but it sounds like maybe she had some emotional trauma that makes kind of getting that HRV challenging. You do have to lift your shirt up so that is uncomfortable for some um, individuals. One question we had, um, because I know you have Steph in your office, does amazing emotional work. Is she getting any sort of emotional work at the same time with Steph, or is she primarily working with you on nutrition? She is on a fixed budget, so we try to maintain within her budget. Gotcha. So she's unable to, the only thing that she has done with Stephanie is ACERT appointments, trying to get rid of some of her environmental sensitivities. Okay. We have not been able to work her with Bach flowers because, like I said, we're really at her max budget. Gotcha. Okay. So you're trying to meet her where she's at. Understand. Um, if you said that you've addressed kidney bladder issues and she no longer has incontinence problems, which for a 70 year old woman, um, like kudos to you, um, you know, for Absolutely. working with her to get through that because that is a big, big challenge. And so that is a really, really big success that I hope she is, um, celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, you've tried multiple respiratory um, recommendations, or she, sorry, she has tried multiple respiratory prescriptions with her prescribing doctor and still does uh, albuterol. 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 Yeah, which has some pretty interesting side effects in terms of palpitations, insomnia, um, headaches, dizziness. So I don't know if she's experiencing any of that kind of stuff, but uh, we'll have to factor that in if she is. It has decreased since she was, when I first started seeing her, she was doing between six and 10 breathing treatments a day. And now she still has to do a minimum of one, but it seems like she's between one and three a day, depending okay. on what's happening. Okay, okay. good, good. Um, you, you address severe food sensitivities and her last food log was very good with an 85-90 score. Um, by the way, for those of you that aren't currently collecting food logs, next Friday um, on our kind of monthly special for wholesaler Zoom, we are actually going to go deeper on food logs and how to grade them. Um, so that'll be exciting. Uh, she throws up random foods, like I said, at random times, so it's hard to pinpoint exactly what could be affecting her. Um, severe environmental sensitivities. So like you mentioned, Stephanie has done the ACERT a few times with her. Uh, she's had a viral um, come up in the lungs earlier this year. 
you've done a metal and chemical cleanses on and off over the past two years, and you two pointed the skin issues and found parasites. Um, she was on a cycled parasite cleanse for about two months with no change in skin issue. Um, finally gotten her somewhat... Her testing for proactive. The only thing um, that she's still testing for from the parasite cleanse is garlic. Ah, okay, okay. And um, you put in here that she, that her bowels are good, so she feels like she's getting good elimination. Has that ever been a challenge for her? Do you know? Um, in the beginning, she was having regular bowel movements, I would say probably two to three a day. We're now experiencing four to five. Okay. Um, you also mentioned she's getting chiropractic adjustments two to three times a week, which this hurt our head a little bit. Um, I know it sounds like you're recommending, or did she, or maybe, sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not read the whole thing and kind of skim read. Um, we tried to send her to a different chiropractor. She's not yeah. open to that. He's pretty loyal. Um, and I did talk to her about possibly talking to him about moving them back. So that way she has some adjustment time, but since he's recommending it, it's, you know, and he's the expert in the field. Um, I think he's actually hurting her. I hate yeah. to say this. Yeah. But I can't get her mindset out of that. Is it the local chiropractor there in town? Yes. Okay. Um, so before we dive in deeper with her and kind of get Dan's opinion, can you share um, chiropractic or uh, uh, John Brimhall, who's a chiropractor? Yeah, John and, and Freddie he, both. Yeah, what uh, they say about adjustments. You know, it, it's one of those weird kind of uh, areas to make comments on. Obviously, I'm not a chiropractor, but I've spent 20 years really listening to and paying attention to them because they connect the neurological, the biochemistry, the mechanical, right, all in together. And so we know from our experience, nutrition has a huge impact on that. And anytime I hear somebody say like the most i've ever heard anybody getting adjusted in a in a one year period of time was 300 adjustments mm -hmm. in one year okay now that seemed to me extremely excessive that there in other words that there's other factors going on that aren't being looked at or bringing brought on display for the person to handle um visceral somatic subluxation is a term it's a chiropractic term visceral means organ uh somatic subluxation is a systemic uh, relationship between the organ and the subluxation, the vertebrae that will not hold. Okay, so it's organ-influenced uh, pathway to that area of the body, whether it's the cervicals, thoracic, lumbar, doesn't matter. And so you have to two-point or find out from that chart, and I think everybody has that chart that's gone through either our weekends here or the mentorship, where it, where it uh, shows the different pathways along the spine, those nerve pathways, and the organs and systems of the body that they correspond to. Mm -hmm. So although I love chiropractic, I got my adjustment this morning, okay? About every three weeks I get one, whether I feel like I need it or not, because I know the adjustment turns on that central nervous system, turns on the biomechanics, gets things in a line, it opens up pathways really quick, and I love it. But if you're having three to five adjustments on the same area, and it's not holding, there's other factors that we need to look at, okay? Um, and so one of the things I look at with this, with this particular lady, I would find out, is it T3, T4, T5, upper thoracic area that she's having a hard time holding constantly, turn around here and I'll show them, constantly having to adjust right there, okay, on the spine, 
because those are going to obviously going to be a part of bronchial lung, thymus gland, mediastinum involvement. So if there's problems along those pathways, it's going to constantly be the upper thoracic is going to be out and she's going to constantly need adjusted. The other thing that comes to mind based on your case history, and I have to echo what Becca said, a very thorough presentation of what this lady's condition is presenting as. Most people don't realize, especially our clients, we as practitioners, you know, you know, learn these types of things, but the clients don't understand the lungs, their primary job of respiration is to excess, is to get, is get gas out of the blood. So the lungs are one of the number one elimination, toxic elimination organs in the human body. Yes, we breathe in to get the oxygen, but we also exhale 24 seven around the clock. So by volume of elimination, the lungs, have to do a lot with getting detox uh, detox pathways out of the body. So I would say check her. You said you checked her on the 20th. I would say this very next go around, be sure and check her for AF beta food, which is a methyl donor for the liver. I think Antronex might. You said something about Antronex. I'll have to look it up real quick to see if, if it's a methyl donor so the liver can process. What's that? She's been on Antronex for a long time. Yeah, but I'm wondering about AF beta food or beta food as a methyl donor for the body to, to so that the so that the liver can process properly and detoxify properly that's really number 1 but then i would look at a bowel cleanse i would really not so much icf1 but really check her thoroughly for icf2 capsular powder um and clear clear the gut clear the liver and the pancreas and give these lungs an opportunity to drain and to detoxify because based on your history with her and I know you've had other factors that may have had to be handled, like the deeper blocking and switching, which I get that. You definitely want to make sure that's on, on point. But I would, I would look at the lungs as, why are we not get restoring function? Lungs are what? What do they do? Well, they're a detoxifying organ, not just for bringing oxygen in, but getting the, the gases out of the blood out. And by volume, it eliminates more than any other of the elimination pathways for detoxification. So... I would look at uh, really doing some uh, detoxification of the bowel so that these lungs can take some pressure off. So although she's having good bowel movements, seems to have be multiple, right? Multiple bowel movements, which is great. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't have a congestion of the toxin, you know, elimination pathways. So um, have you checked her for a bowel cleanse, an ICF2, just to see in priority if her body wants it? No, I haven't. We have discussed her doing a series of the intestinal, liver, and kidney cleanse. The problem is, is meeting her at her max budget right, right. now. So if you could kind of look at her program and see what I could possibly um, change out so we could start doing an, an intestinal cleanse. Yeah. Yeah, because the benefit, and we've seen this with so many people, is that if they get through the cleanse, their programs almost always go down. Yeah. So I would look at, um, how long has she been doing the rest free? That's fairly new. Okay. So I would have her do a round of rest free and respond how she's, to see how she's responding to that. I know you saw her on the 20th. Um, info and I've talked to her since then. Her breathing has improved. Um, when she came in, there was a bacterial weakness in the left lung. Right. And she was having a hard time breathing. So we added in rest free. Um, and increased her allerplex 
and increased her antronix at that time. The Amphiplex, she has been on long term, so I really don't want to pull that one out because she's really, I think that's been really helping her with getting her um, down on her albuterol. Right. Well, so I could t pull out the rest free. Here's what I would do. I would I would check her in priority with the ICF-2 and then check the rest of her program and see what what ICF-2 alleviates as far as her program. I think you're going to find okay. that Allerplex, Infoplex um, are maybe two of the things that you'll see either drastically reduce or come down to almost nothing, possibly even rest-free. And, and the reason I say that is this. She's been on Infoplex for a long period of time, but it's not restoring function. Then what's happening is there's still a deeper cause that hasn't been handled yet. And I know you know that. I know she knows that. I'm, we get it, right? It's not that things have been missed. It's that we're not getting deep enough into the causal chain of why her lungs are struggling so bad. So if you put, what I would do if she came to my office, I would put ICF-2 on her, capsule or, or powder, find out which one is strongest in priority, and then in priority, check the rest of her supplementation plan and see which ones either go weak or diminish greatly, recoup the budget, redirect those monies into, into these cleanses, especially for the, for the bowel cleanse first. Um, because headache patterns, skin patterns, uh, respiration, all of these things, um, you know, amazing improvement is gained, I've seen, uh, with most people when they get the bowel cleaned up properly. Because what happens is... recommend doing AF beta food before checking her against her current program to see if maybe that could take over, um, I wouldn't need the Antronix as much. Actually, I would, I would st just with her current program, do the ICF-2 first, then the rest of the program. I wouldn't bring other things in at this time because if she likes beets, if she'll eat beets, have her start eating a lot of beets. In place of the AF-beta In place of the AF-beta food. Thank you. Yeah. To help save her money. Yeah. So we're trying to, I mean, we don't. Uh, we don't evaluate checkbooks, and but when they bring it to our attention, we have to factor it in. We have to be sensitive to the fact that that person needs us to be aware of it. And um, but when you get her, you get her through two or three bowel cleanses um, back to back, and then see what what is actually needed after that. I think it'll, that that she'll be surprised. You know, she's seventy years old. She's uh, she's a trooper for sure. Uh, she's stung. You know, she's stuck with this uh, for the last year. But I think if we can do a little deeper level cleansing on the gut, by doing that, it takes pressure off the liver, the pancreas, and the lungs, and the skin. Skin's another elimination pathway for toxins. So um, when we go, when we use that approach and think as far up, what's going to get to the body the best plants to, to detoxify? Um, and then also, you know, you've already done three A-certs on her, which help. But what, what it tells me is, is that there's things that we're doing that are kind of helping the symptoms, but we haven't really peeled away another deep layer of cause. And I think by uh, knowing how the lungs are, knowing what Christopher taught about lungs, uh, what my father taught about lungs is elimination pathway. Uh, its job is to detoxify the body. And if it's overwhelmed, she's not going to have good breathing. No matter what we do, she'll get improvement. She'll get some relief. Um, but until we actually purify that gut and take pressure off the the uh, the lungs uh, we're not going to get a full resolution in the case thank you yeah no this is good you're right on track with it i just think i mean we read four pages of the case i'm like 
wow, this is on track. I think yeah. what we need is what we need is uh, just to look at you know the ICF two as a as a cleansing agent. Um, you can certainly do liver, gallbladder, and kick and KB, you know, kidney bladder down the road. But I would start with I would start with the bowel, not so much because of the bowel, but because of it's going to relieve stress on the liver, the pancreas, mm-hmm. and the lungs. What I love about the cleanses, I know I probably say this all the time, but that because everyone can benefit from them, oh, yeah. from it, and so if we just, um, you know, and we're working on more education or you know more support for you guys on this, but helping the clients understand that. You know, we get this routine maintenance on our car, right? We we uh, go get the oil change, or we change change or clean the filter, or we get the transmission flush, right? We do all of these things, and we keep our car on this routine schedule because we want our car to last as long as possible for us. Why are we mm-hmm. not doing the same thing for our bodies? And so, um, you know, it's kind of like Dr. Christopher always says, when in doubt, cleanse and nourish. Because yep. that's everyone needs to do that. And so... Um, it would be really awesome if she could get through a bowel cleanse and then have her program be cut in half because that eliminated, you know, 80% of her concerns yeah. or, you know, at least one of these. That's why I wanted to submit to you guys because I felt like I was missing something and I needed a second set of eyes to yeah. tell me where yeah. I was missing. Yeah, you've got well, to no, really... We all need that. Yeah, we, we need all that. Do. Yeah. You've got a really good program here. It's very well thought out. On paper, it flows and makes sense. I just think that, you know... Amphiplex, Allerplex, Antronex. I mean, what you're nailing here is a lot of respiratory decongestant herbals, uh, support for the, uh, for the liver with choline and opening up the, the phase one, phase two detox pathways. All of that is making sense, but getting a little further is mm-hmm. trying to relieve the entire system of added stress by detoxing the bowel. Um, and then watching that have an impact up here. To, that it's uh, naturally able to eliminate yep. more. Yep. Awesome. So well, thank you great. so much for submitting that, April, yeah. and for being so thorough. Yeah. We do have a few extra minutes. If any of you want to jump in with any specific questions, otherwise, I can kind of go through just some commonly asked questions. I submitted another question to the Marco Polo. And I was wondering if we could kind of look at that with my new client that's receiving antibodies. Yeah. Um, bring up, bring the, go ahead and go ahead and explain that for us. So I have a brand new client who came in that is having a lot of pain in his back. He has been um, doing chiropractic, massage therapy. Um, he's looked at, uh, or he started doing physical therapy. And once a month, he is doing injections of other people's antibodies to bring his um, immune system up. So he's not, he's only taking things like turmeric. Um, I'm try- I don't have his case file in front of me. It's turmeric, fish oil, um, natural type sub- or supplements. He's not taking any immune suppressants. Okay. Um, when I checked him for his first visit, he checked for electromagnetic stress and um, he was blocked with uh, weakness for viral activity. And then he was switched with electromagnetic stress. So all I did was look at Immuplex and Spanish black radish and a magnet. Um, I wasn't sure how to approach this case because I've never had a client who's receiving antibodies. 
And so if you could help me um, communicate with him when he comes in to start his program of care, I would be very grateful. Okay. Is that, that's obviously different than a vaccine? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's over my head, so yeah. I just so they're actually, don't understand what it is. They're, well, what they're actually doing is it's kind of similar to what they did with the old C. diff um, procedures years and years ago. Oh. They would take the fecal matter from uh, people with healthy cultures they would liquefy it, put it through a tube into the gut, and they would actually inject that into people's guts. They'd re-inoculate an area um, which seemed extremely odd. I'm, I'm struggling Disturbing. to find the words Disturbing. to describe that. Um, there's lots of other ways they could have done that on their own if they had straightened out their diet, lifestyle, the cultures on their own, things of that nature. But um, that being said, what they're doing is they're trying to uh, they're trying to re-inoculate his immune system with specific antibodies to boost his immune system. The challenge that they face with that is I don't, it doesn't matter how they put that into his body. He's got an immune system that's already faulty. Either it's overactive or underreactive. That's number one. And now they're introducing a foreign substance. You can't neutralize those substances enough to not amplify the immune system up even more. So it becomes a t-shirt. Oh yeah. Um, it becomes uh, it becomes well, a situation where they are um, they're they're stimulating that immune system to actually become more of an autoimmune problem, and um, so it's kind of be, it's it's a bit of a tug of war that they're creating in his in his system by doing that. Um, I would be very interested in in uh, you know he's a brand new client. I'd be very interested in seeing uh, specifically what his diet looks like for sure. And um, I think we've you're... already talked about diet. Uh-huh. Um, on his first visit, um, when I saw his food log from the intake form, he does not eat vegetables. He believes in supplementing his needs. So I, I mean, we already had that conversation okay. where if he's not willing to introduce vegetables into his diet, that this, we would not be a good match. So yeah. he's willing to give it a shot. And we're doing, we talked about doing some goal setting on increasing his vegetable intake. Yeah. Dark green leafy vegetables, six a day. You know, if you didn't find yeast, which is great. So 80, 20 is kind of the goal. Um, giving it a shot in now make sure here's, this is a beautiful education piece from a communication standpoint. When a client looks at me and says, I'm willing to give it a shot, then I make sure and clarify for them what I think a shot is, my definition versus their definition. So when you say you're willing to give this a shot, what do you mean by that? And if he That's means... That's when we talked about doing like weekly goal setting on, on trying yeah, well, to increase... It's a, minimum, it's a minimum of six months to a year. Minimum. That's what a shot is. Right? Because the, it's, it's three to six months for most people, sometimes nine months of close monitoring for him to get his ill habits replaced with his good habits, right? So, so you know, I, I know you're going to line it out with him, but I'm just saying this for the rest of the people that are going to watch or listen to this, to clarify that. When a client looks at you and says, I'll give it a shot, in their mind, eh, three or four weeks, you know? And, and that's what a giving it a shot means for most people because they are so groomed into short-sightedness, they don't understand the long-term perspective on how to achieve uh, achieve the, the health disciplines necessary. So we as practitioners, our job is to create an environment where healing can happen, okay? And part of creating that environment is when I hear things like that, I was like, well, 
What's your definition of a shot versus mine? Because <laughs> I want to make sure that you know we're on the same page, and that's why I share that. Um, and food logs, you know, are, are given, and I know you're going to get him lined out on that. But um, dark green leafy vegetables, six veggies a day, salads or smoothies, top six foods to avoid. Right, he's going to have to start avoiding those things that are eroding his health, adding back things in that build it, and and give his body a chance to respond. And I know you you know all this, but when it comes to a pain case in the back, and when you do your evaluation, uh, really double check his prostate and see if you identify is the viral challenge, the weakness that he has for virus, is it in a specific organ? Um, you know, we got the systemic points that we check, right, for different, you know, immune weaknesses, and that's great. But sometimes with men, especially, if they got this low back pain and it's not due to injury, uh, or the legs ache, or they got no stamina, maybe some blood pressure concerns that just seem to kind of come and go intermittent, be sure and, uh, be sure and check the prostate. Make sure that his prostate is pulsing a seven or higher. Um, and Would you recommend checking the prostate after we get him unblocked and unswitched? Yeah, yeah. Great reminder for those that are new to, yep. um, you know, muscle testing that when you're starting out with a client, if they're blocked or switched, you're focusing on getting them unblocked, unswitched, yep. and then you're stopping. Yep. You're not proceeding with the body scan because you want to get them stable with that and just get their body in some level of healing tone before we go working on anything else. So thank you for that reminder. I, um, I know that so. you're going to get him results if he'll start that and follow it, plus weed out the things that feed inflammation. You're going to see a 50 to 70% improvement with this, with this gentleman, probably in the first four to six weeks. Um, he's going to be thrilled. Um, at some point, bridging the notion of continuing to inject antibodies from donors uh, may or may not be in his long-term best interest. Um, but that's, again, that's a decision that he gets to make between his mm -hmm. primary and him. Um, you, all you can really do as his nutritional you know, wellness care provider is Here's a concern I have. It's on the radar. Here's what we want to do. Let's get you stable and feeling better, you know, supporting the body's natural ability to, to restore, rebuild, and repair, get you some results. And then you have more clout. You're on track with the client, TRAC. Then you can bring up to them, hey, here's some other things that we need to look at. You know, this, these injections. Um, have you fully, for your own edification, have you fully investigated them? Have you looked at the, have you been, you know, well informed, the pros, the cons, the alternatives? You know, you can ask those kind of questions once you've gotten him some results, and I believe you will. To get, get some, some buy-in to what you're doing. Exactly. Versus trying to tackle it on visit one or visit yep. two, yep. is what you're That's saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. And then probing. Is there with something, oh, sorry, is there, is there something I should be looking at? to um, kind of give him some quicker relief while we're working on the root cause from the pain? Uh, the, the pain is probably caused by the immune challenge that you found in a faulty diet. So I think you are working on it as fast as you're going to possibly be able to do that to get him some relief. Obviously, the Epsom salts ginger powder baths, a wonderful de-stressor, great for helping alleviate you know, inflammation, range of motion problems. Uh, you can certainly do some of that. You can do some relief internally and you can do some dermacom topically again more designed to give him some you know short-term quick relief while you're going after the cause but other than that um, you know supporting his immune system uh, and eliminating foods that are going to feed the inflammatory responses really i think you're on track with him to start off with okay thanks yeah thank you 
I would say the only th other thing I would add, um, and I don't think this is the case with him, but it just, this sparks it in my mind, so yeah. we'll just cover it real quickly, is that we don't take on every client yeah, um, that true. walks into the door. Um, and so that's kind of part of why we have our complimentary visits and our, you know, our evaluations with them, trying to gauge, are they a good fit? Um, I know I've seen Dan several times kind of not necessarily tell people, oh, you're not a good fit for us, you know, da, da, da. He usually, uh, you know, you can share. Well, there have been moments, but There's been moments. it's usually, um, you know, I think you, you know, before we actually start you on a program, you need some more education. Yep. Um, and so, and this is just really for everybody. It's not about this case in particular and that you don't have to take on every single case that comes to you. Yep. Um, because as Dan says in intro class, you know, it's, there's two things on the line, their health and your reputation. So if you're not confident that they're a good match and you can get them results, um, then sometimes it's okay to refer them to someone else or yep. to refer them to more education before they begin a program. Yep. Um, and so I just wanted to share that because yeah. um, we haven't talked about that really recently. And just yeah. for maybe a great newer practitioners joining us to know that we don't take on every case. Um, I know one of the things, and maybe we'll cover this in a little more detail in next week's because um, we're kind of running out of time, but is that, you know, one of the things you do in visit two is, are you excited? You ask them, yeah. are, you are you excited? Are you excited about getting started? Are you excited about yeah. getting started on your program? And their response to that is a really good gauge of, are they actually going to contribute and are excited? Or are mm -hmm. they like, mm, I might take some supplements and yeah. see how you do with me. Yeah. If that's the attitude, it's like, you know, then I think we ought to get some more education for you. So you get really excited about what we do here. So, you know, the last Tuesday of the month is my nutrition 101 class. That's going to be my next recommendation. It might be two weeks away. Oh, so you mean we're not starting a program today? No, we're gonna we're gonna start your program in two weeks. You need a little more education. Nutrition one on one, I think, would be a great match for you. Um, and then after that, you and I'll come back together and decide if this is really what you're excited about doing. Um, getting healthy is not drudgery, right? Most people come to us; they've already been through drudgery. They've been to other clinics. They've been the mainstream medical route. They've seen limited to no or minimal results. Okay, mm -hmm. and so they're sick of it. And so what happens is that you can't. As a practitioner, try to provide your quality of care to them in their mindset. You have to help shift their mindset to your quality of care, and then they can embrace it, run with it, and go, mm -hmm. and be excited about it. So, you know, the, the first step that really makes the longest lasting impression for the client regarding their program is what's going on right between here, right between the ears. That's where you got to really, you know, get your message down. So... Doesn't matter if they understand kinesiology. Doesn't matter if they like supplements. Doesn't none of those things matter. If their mindset is, I think this person can really help me. And I'm excited about pursuing my health and restoring my health. That's what matters. Because then you can, then they're teachable, right? You can make the able. You can't make the the able willing, but you can make the willing able. Okay, in terms of their skills about their health. So that's a that's a willingness gauge. Are you willing to follow through on this? Are you excited about this? Are you looking forward to the journey that we're going to embark on together? I'm excited for you. I've seen this happen thousands of times. People get well, right? And they stay well. Are you excited about what your journey is going to be about on that? And that's thing sometimes as practitioners, we fail. We, rem we don't remember. We don't fail, but we don't remember to like, is that part of the POC visit, yeah, the program of care visit, to really tap into them like that? Because... You know, professional intimacy is required for long-term relationships. And part of that intimacy is the excitement, right? Some emotion behind why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, it's okay to delay starting a program and, you know, spending money and 
paying for services to get a little more education. Nothing wrong with that at all. I've done it many, many, many times. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. Um, you can submit questions or challenging cases to us at any time. We love to hop on here, you know, once a month next Friday at same time. Yep. Um, we are going to cover food logs Ooh. in depth because this is a tool that is very simple to use. You can get clients excited about it, yep. and it greatly impacts retention. Yep. Um, and so that's what we're going to cover next week. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Take and, care, guys. And uh, have an awesome weekend. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Practice Blueprint, the podcast. In order to get connected with us by way of Facebook or online or with our LinkedIn accounts, check us out at our website, countrydoctorwholesale.com. It's countrydoctorwholesale.com. There you can get plugged into a number of resources, give us feedback, ask questions, find out about future practitioner events, and be plugged into the Practice Blueprint Manual, which does provide over 20 hours of continuing education credits for practitioners that need it. It is a accredited nationally program with the ANMCB and the AANWP. So again, thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to catching you next time on Practice Blueprint, the podcast.